from the American Gulf Coast, it's the Dave Nemo Show. It's always great to talk to friends uh, when you call into the program, and it's always great to talk to friends who are also sponsors. And Tim Ashoff is with us on the program this morning, President and COO of Creek Carrier, and Winston Ostergaard, who's the VP of Maintenance and equipment. And today we're going to talk about equipment. We're going to talk about seats and APUs. And we'll talk about uh, Qualcomm's. And you know something that's kind of interesting? Tim's program this morning was, hey, could you squeeze into one of those coffin sleepers like they had back in the 1950s? What about all of the storage space that you didn't have back in those days? Well, storage is a big deal out in trucks right now. And uh, we're going to talk about storage space and inverters and about speed as well and transmissions all of that equipment oriented uh, stuff that uh, Winston will have for us along with Tim Ashoff from Crete Carrier and we'll be right back we're going to jump right into a very interesting conversation with our friends from Crete Tim Ashoff good morning good morning how are you Dave doing great and uh, Winston Ostergaard great to have you with us on the program Thanks, Dave. It's nice to be back on. It's great to have you back. You know, uh, you talk to drivers quite a bit uh, because everybody needs uh, maintenance, and uh, drivers will come in and talk to you. Uh, and then when it comes to the equipment itself, you got a lot of decisions to make, a lot more uh, than back in the 50s and 60s, like we were talking about a little bit earlier on Tim Ridley's program. And uh, we're going to, I don't know that this is in any specific order or not, um, we're certainly going to talk about something that uh, affects the entire scope of trucking, and that is speed. Uh, but let's kind of start where most of our listeners are right now, in that seat. Um, why choose the ones you choose? Uh, how much input do drivers have on that? And uh, we know one size doesn't fit all, but on the same token, how many different ones can you get? I mean, that's got to be a, a pretty, you probably have to have a flow chart to try to figure that one out, Winston. Uh, that is correct. You know, that's a very complicated question. A lot of factors um, that go into that. We get a lot of driver feedback, myself, Tim, and, and others um, get feedback on the seat because the driver spends a ton of their time in the day in that seat. And, you know, that's a really difficult one to get right for every single driver. You know, we're attempting to pick uh, one seat or two seats um, that fit the diverse body types of all of our 5,000 drivers. And just based off of that, uh, certain drivers are going to prefer one seat over the other. Um, so all of our trucks, we're specking a high-quality national seat. Between the Freightliner and International, which are the two brands we're running that right now, um, there's some subtle differences between those seats. Um, but they're offer they're very similar in, in support and adjustability, and and um, and we get a lot of feedback from drivers, and always making sure that we're um, not cheaping out on the seat and specking something uh, high quality that's going to um, hopefully fit what they're looking for. You got about uh, five thousand drivers or so, Tim. So again, you'd love to have five thousand different seats, right? But. Uh, they don't make 5,000 seats for one thing, so you try to do uh, the best you can, and I guess sometimes uh, you, you know, somebody said uh, about a lady uh, singer, the old joke was, some people sing on the white keys and some people sing on the black keys, but you kind of sing in the crack there, you know? <laughs> well, that's certainly true of my voice, if you heard me sing, but, um, you know, it is, it is difficult. <laughs> 
it is difficult in, in trying to um, spec um, not only the seat, but anything in a truck. As, as you know, I often am talking to drivers, and we have a lot of drivers that obviously have been in the industry a long time. And, and I know from your show earlier, a lot of them start talking about, you know, the good old days. And, and, and then when we start talking about, well, what we have today compared to what we had then, uh, even though uh, sometimes uh, the seat that, that we spec, which again, uh, Winston indicated, is, you know, that's something we do spend extra money on in our trucks because we know it's, we know it's so important because they spend, you know, literally probably half their day, uh, their work day in that seat, um, that we need to do that. But then we start talking about, yeah, but compared to the seat you had 20 years ago and, and, uh, the overall suspension in the cab and everything else, were those really the good old days? So, um, it, it is a challenge to find that one, one size fits all. And that's not necessarily our goal. Uh, the goal is to try to find the, you know, the overall best seat, uh, to, for the comfort and, and really the long-term safety of our drivers. I think, I think we tend to uh, look at the uh, old days through rose-colored glasses quite a bit. In fact, John Connolly had a great song entitled Rose-Colored Glasses. We re always remember things a lot better than they used to be, that's for sure. Um, well, we are at a weird changing of the seasons. Uh, record highs literally one day. Two days later, record lows. Uh, it's really hard to pinpoint where we are. We had a lot of fun kind of talking about the change of season on our Tech Talk with TMC series. Um, is it time for summer prep or not? <laughs> you know, was that three months ago? Uh, it's kind of weird. So the APU, of course, has become... Um, a quasi-industry standard in a sense for a number of reasons. And then there's something called Opti-Idle. And here again is, a, is another decision, Winston. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing how many um, options uh, and decisions we can make around the spec of the truck. I mean, it's almost overwhelming to, to a certain extent, but then you try to boil it down and, and focus on the stuff that, that really matters. Um, you know, for safety and, and driver comfort and, and the overall spec of the truck. Um, and Opti-Idle versus APU uh, is one of those big decisions that's, you know, tough to get right in. And um, it's kind of interesting, the last couple of years, there's been some industry trends that at certain points, uh, diesel-fired APUs were really popular, then battery-powered APUs are really popular, and now it seems like a lot of companies, including Creek Carrier, are going back to Opti-Idle. There's pros and cons to, to all of those options, um, and we felt just right now with, with the battery technology not quite where we need it to be on battery-powered APUs, and then for the diesel fire, just having another another motor that you're hanging off the side of the truck that adds a decent amount of weight and uh, just another motor to maintain. So we're going back to Opti-Idle, and, and uh, a lot of our drivers are are fine with that and um, and think it works pretty pretty smooth. So a lot of the, the trucks right now are, are just so much more quieter um, than they used to be, so Opti-Idle is really not as big a deal as it used to be. Um. On a truck that uh, has an APU, um, is are you, are you retro uh, specking this now, or is this like with the new trucks not ordering a truck with an APU? How how do you kind of get to to that conundrum? Yeah, we um, we have not retrofitted. Uh, we've we've done some sample testing and, and put some. Um, some APUs on that we retrofitted on. Uh, there were a couple of years where we spec'd all of our trucks with battery-powered APUs, um, a lot of the 2013 and 2014 um, internationals that are coming off the road right now um, had that battery-powered um, APU. And so um, 
that was the, I think 2014 was the, the last year we had that battery-powered APU in there. And, and again, one of the things that you point out is that you reevaluate this um, on a pretty much continual basis because things change and um, you, can, you, don't want to, you want to go down a road, but if you see a dead end coming, you certainly want to shift lanes again. So it's, it's nothing is written in stone when it comes to these sorts of things. Definitely not. We continue to reevaluate this, and we, we lean on our um, our suppliers, our truck truck suppliers, the the OEMs, to kind of help guide us. And um, you know what they see in industry trends and what they see in, in new technology that's um, you know improving um, how you you manage idle time um, while keeping the the truck warm or cool, uh, more providing them power through their inverter. So it's something we're constantly evaluating every every year. Tim, you'll probably throw this uh, over to Winston, but um, there's a couple of components here that we, we, we hinted at driver feedback. And you and I have talked about driver feedback on a number of occasions since we began our series. But let's go to, to Qualcomm because that's, that's a good example of, uh, of a, a, dri- a change driven by driver feedback. Uh, and whether it's mounted on the dash or not, um, how many drivers does it take to change a light bulb or to put a Qualcomm on a dash? You know what I mean? Uh, certainly, two or three people are always going to say, I don't like that, but 4,998 are saying it's great. So how do you come to some of those? Uh, uh, how do you do the math on some of that stuff? Well, it, it can be difficult at times because as, as we, we talked even about the seats, there are different preferences uh, for each driver as they set up really, as we talk about, their little home on wheels out there. And, and so overall, what we have to try to do is take that feedback and certainly uh, evaluate it in a spectrum of what can we do to ensure that this is a, a spec, a change, or otherwise that provides basically for our overall goal with, with specking equipment, which is we need to have a safe, reliable truck in order for the driver to be out there to make money every day that provides them, you know, the comforts they need on a reliable basis. And even, you know, small things such as uh, Qualcomm and and, uh, how you mount it, where you put it, uh, how you wire it, um, we look at it, you know, essentially through that lens. So what is convenient for the driver? What is safe for the driver? What's going to be reliable for the long term? Because, um, you know, what people often think about a lot of components of the trucks and, and them causing downtime. If you have some issues with your Qualcomm, and that's how you uh, communicate with uh, you know the operations team here, otherwise that can impact your day as well. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot of different uh, methods for feedback from drivers and certainly value that, uh, and that's the lens we have to look through. And when we need to make a decision uh, overall, such as, hey, let's, let's mount the Qualcomm up on the dash and make it easier for drivers to see, can we do that in a way that won't cause us uh, technical challenges with Qualcomm, that's how we evaluate it, and that's how we make the decisions. And you know, some of that's true with the same with the you know Opti Idle versus APU that we just spoke about. You know, I know a lot of drivers um, think about the APU and the benefits of that. But again, our goal is to ensure that 24/7 we can provide the comforts of home in that truck. And what we are finding is the reliability uh, of the APUs, uh, as Winston mentioned, with with the battery issues and otherwise, we were getting to the points where you know drivers weren't having those comforts, and and certainly the reliability of the Opti Idle system. Well, again, it has some overall trade-offs. Um, that's one of those decision factors we had to take into account, um, balancing that with you know drivers' feedbacks and preference. Uh, at the end of the day, they want 
one uh, all drivers we found at the end of that feedback say, but I do need a reliable, safe truck. So that's the overall um, overarching goal. We do have to look at these this feedback through. So when it comes so when it comes to uh, decisions again, Winston uh, on uh, news trucks coming in, you're you're mounting the Qualcomm. We are. We're mounting the Qualcomm uh, to the dash on all trucks um, coming this year, and, and uh, it was definitely driven by driver feedback and then going back to the, the manufacturers and saying, all right, we would like to put the Qualcomm on the dash. How can we reroute the wires and and um, and, and look at it from that standpoint? So um, it, it made sense. Um, it was probably overdue for a change, and and um, we're not uh, ones to, to quickly uh, make changes for, for no reason. We're really trying to logically think through it and, and make sure um, we've, we've thought about all the potential issues by moving it to the dash or, or other places. So thought that one through and, and uh, it was the right time to make that move up to the dash. Storage space has become, you know, um, I, I remember um, seeing ads when we were younger, um, renting apartments, you know, in our earlier years, you know, the big thing was how many closets does it have? And then you get to a house, it's how many bathrooms does it have? Oh, and walk, by the way, there are walk-in closets. Um, trucks used to be strictly for the commodity being hauled and the driver was pretty much uh, just in there someplace and making the best of it and then you know towards i guess uh, the 70s we started getting what uh, the late truck and bozo would call motor mansions you know and the big sleepers and all the stuff but storage uh, was never really one of those things that i don't think folks thought about that much until it was discovered that wait a minute we could put a lot of storage in these trucks and and now, when folks look at trucks and the salesman walks them through, or when you go to one of the truck shows, man, when you go inside the truck, everything is pretty much a given. It's going to have some great seats. It's going to have all of these, you know, things like that. But storage, and I'm surprised. It's amazing how much storage you can get in those areas. Uh, Winston, that's another big deal, isn't it? It is. I mean, it, there's so many interior configurations um, that you can choose from, and uh, you know, it's, it's really just trying to utilize uh, every last bit of space um, on the interior for, for storage, as well as you know, giving some space for the actual driver in there. Um, and you know, it's a difficult one to to get right for every single driver. You know, each driver carries different amounts of personal belongings and, and different types of personal belongings with them on the truck, and, and depending on the the these equipment they're assigned, that configuration might work better for them um, than than another configuration of a different model that we're having uh, that we're running. So something we've done in the last two years to help with that, we've we've started specking everything um, with a double bunk, and uh, most of our drivers are single drivers, so that just gives gives them some extra space up in the truck to to put some stuff that they may not utilize on a day to day basis um, up in some storage bins on top um, where that second bunk is. And. Something that goes hand in glove with storage space, the inverters. Um, guys, one of the things, that when we talk, um, uh, f folks like Derry Stewart and others on Tech Talk with TMC, and Tech Talk's been on for almost 10 years now, we basically zero in on inverters invariably when electrical systems come into play. It's a complicated issue. You have to have the right one, especially if you need an APU in your truck. You want the uh, sine wave inverter uh, when you're running a refrigerator. All of these so-called hotel loads in trucks. 
if storage is a big deal, uh, inverters are a huge deal because you can you can you know enjoy a, a, a television and a refrigerator and a microwave and you can also burn your truck down with the wrong inverter so this is something uh winston that you have to spec with great diligence yeah it's, it's definitely can be a safety issue um as you mentioned as well so we we rely heavily on the oems to kind of guide us and, and make sure we're specking uh, something that's appropriate for the truck and appropriate for the, the type of load that the driver may be utilizing that inverter for. Um, and the last two years, uh, all new trucks have been specced with, with inverters um, to, you know, just add that, that additional comfort for the drivers to run a microwave or a television or a refrigerator and, um, you know, give them some of the comforts of home. Uh, a lot of our drivers are becoming more and more health conscious um, and, and budget conscious too. So um, it allows them to to buy some food, uh, healthier food, keep it in the truck, and and also save some money too while they're out on the road. Well, this is another one of those multi-level uh, issues, Tim. It's convenience, yes, and it's economic, yes. But you and I have talked way too many times about driver health and well-being to where I think that that is probably on the top of your list when it comes to things like uh, inverters and even storage, too, because you have to have a place if you're going to bring food that's going to be healthier. you got to have a place to put it, uh, and you have to have a place to heat it or cool it. That's absolutely right, and and you know we have focused a lot on you know helping our drivers with those types of things in order to you know be as healthy as they can out there. You know, none of us is as healthy as we should be. Even those of us that aren't sleeping out on the road every night and and having to try to find a place to find a good quality meal. And so whatever we can do to help our drivers do that is important. And one of the things, as you mentioned, you know, having the right inverter uh, for uh, specific driver needs is so important. You know, we have a lot of drivers that have sleep apnea, and having power for that for their uh, APAP CPAP machine and having the right power, uninterrupted power, is important for that too. So you know, a lot of drivers, when when we talk about specking, um, often think you know as we're having those discussions that it's it's really pretty easy. Hey, we'll just put an inverter in. <laughs> well, the, there's a lot more to it than that. And uh, you know, what what kind of power do you need? Does it be consistent power? Will it, what impact will it have on the batteries? And because uh, you certainly don't want to have a negative impact for the driver, then that uh, you know it, by by having the inverter and or the wrong type of inverter or, or the wrong type of draw, that we're reducing the the life of the battery, and then they're having uh, uptime challenges and too. So again, those are all very important things, and and these decisions are a lot more complicated than they may appear um, until you start having to have a job like Winston and figure out, okay, what do we need to do here? Uh, and certainly uh, the research and, and the time it takes off, and I know sometimes drivers, when we get the feedback from them, uh, and we know it's a change we need to make, um, sometimes it's a little um, challenging to, to meet their timeline on what they'd like to see, but there's a lot of things that go in behind the scenes to make sure we do it right. Monday, next Monday, June 19th, is a big day for Crete, Schaefer, and Hunt drivers out on the road. It 
It is a big day, um, and uh, I'll let Winston go into it more, but it's a, it's a day where we are uh, changing the cruise speed of our trucks. Um, I mean, we've been set at uh, 62 as our top speed for a number of years. Well, actually, I can tell you when, from back in uh, about 2009 when the price of oil went, <laughs> went up to $100 a barrel and it became very expensive. Uh, certainly, the, the safety and fuel economy benefits of being down at 62 is something that uh, us and almost all of our fleets uh, contemplated at that time, and we made that change. And certainly with some advances in technology, um, we're able to, to do some adjustments that I'll let Winston talk about now. Sure. Yeah, we uh, spent some time um, over the last couple months uh, evaluating um, the speed of our trucks. Um, similar to, to seats and uh, storage space, we get a lot of comments back from drivers on, on speed. I know our, our recruiting department hears it. I hear it over the maintenance department. Uh, I know Tim hears it. Um, so I'll, that was kind of a, a big one for drivers of 62 and, and why are we at 62 and can we look at and maybe inching that up a little bit. So we did some, some speed testing uh, over the last couple months to, to really get a better handle on, on what increased speed would do to fuel economy um, and safety. And, and uh, after we spent some time evaluating a potential speed increase, we concluded that you know, we could make this change without um, compromising on, on safety um, and only seeing a, a slight uh, decrease in fuel economy. So, uh, Dave, as you mentioned, starting Monday, uh, June 19th, all Crete, Schaefer, and Hunt drivers' maximum road speed uh, will be adjusted from 62 to 65 miles per hour. And when it comes to fuel economy, I would imagine that uh, the auto shift plays into that decision. It definitely does, uh, and that's that's an interesting um, topic as well. Starting this year, we expect all new trucks um, with the auto shift transmissions, um, and uh, you know we've had some some driver feedback, some positives and negatives, and and I would say for for every driver that said they don't want it. Um, we'd have probably nine drivers that say they do want it. So it's been um, great feedback so far. We got a lot more new trucks coming this year that we'll seat drivers into. And, and um, you know, there's a lot of, of um, kind of factors that come into that. And one that's maybe not talked about nearly enough is, is driver comfort. Um, we have a decent amount of drivers with maybe some small knee or back injuries that pushing a clutch pedal all day long irritates those. And, and uh, we've had a handful of drivers that have been put in new trucks this year. Um, and had those knee or back injuries subside a little bit from not pushing in that clutch pedal, and and their their uh, comfort from driving all day long, they they they're less fatigued at the end of the day. So it's been uh, it's been positive so far, and and we're looking forward to getting more of these. Guys, I really enjoyed speaking with you here this morning. Learned a lot and uh, really shows uh, how much care and uh, consideration you give to drivers in terms of all of these different uh, safety issues, uh, amenities, conveniences, and um, the, the desire to uh, raise the speed on the cruise a little bit, uh, all taken care of. Winston Ostergaard, VP of Maintenance and Equipment. Tim Ashoff, President, COO of Creek Corporation. Thanks again, guys, and we'll see you in uh, just a few weeks.